This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. And good afternoon, everybody. I'm Steve Brandy on WDAN News. This newscast brought to you by Right Seating and Air. Call Frank at 217-442-4027. He always answers the phone. For our final look back on Moments We Remember 2023, we will point out that it all began to pick up momentum on Monday, March 27th, during a press conference and protest across the street from the old Dillman Eye Care at 600 North Logan. It had been learned that a women's clinic from Indianapolis that offers abortions was planning to relocate there. Soon, the topic began to take precedence in the Danville City Council chambers. At the April 25th Public Services Committee meeting, 31 people spoke, 21 in favor of an anti-abortion ordinance. Former Alderwoman Brenda Brown, meanwhile, stated that she was anti-abortion, but asked the council to think about just how much an anti-abortion ordinance would cost the city. But during that committee meeting, an ordinance designed to disallow abortions in Danville was forwarded to the full council. The ordinance was designed to prevent abortions in Danville by prohibiting the reception by mail of any medication, article, or thing designed, adapted, or intended for production of an abortion. One week later, an overflowing crowd beyond one's imagination of several hundred people assembled both outside City Hall and inside the chambers at the May 2nd City Council meeting. Eventually, police and fire personnel were no longer allowing additional spectators in. 66 people spoke, showing a 49-17 advantage in favor of the ordinance. With Mayor Ricky Williams Jr. breaking a 7-7 deadlock with a tie-breaking vote, the ordinance passed. However, an amendment made to the ordinance prior to the vote, moved by Alderwoman Eve Ludwig, called for the ordinance to not actually be enforceable until it is confirmed by a subsequent court action. And it was Vice Mayor at the time, Bob Iverson, who pointed out, one, lawsuits would still come that will cost the city money, and two, if it's not enforceable until a subsequent court decision, the clinic would actually be able to set up operations in the meantime. But despite the amendment, for the pro-life crowd, it was a narrow, hard-earned victory, as Father Timothy Sick from La Salette Academy stated while outside after the vote. You know, I think it's just one step forward and little by little. Because one step forward, it's a good action, and, and I think uh, the aldermen's made the right choice. Back inside the council chambers, the ACLU's Chandra White said the city of Danville had been warned about what would happen if the vote was yes. She stated they would be talking with the attorney general. We're evaluating the next steps for challenging this ordinance. Um, it is unenforceable and it's illegal, and I know we're going to be taking action. The following day, Mayor Williams, who had cast the tie-breaking vote, stated matter-of-factly that the way the ordinance was passed with the amendment, the final verdict could still be a long ways away. We will be working, in my mind, to make even some additional improvements to the ordinance itself. Uh, but as a reminder, it does not take effect uh, until after we receive a decision in the court, a declaratory judgment, and it's gone through all the appellate process, which I anticipate could be years. As the end of the year is approaching, there has been no declaratory judgment and no move in at the 600 North Logan location by the clinic. Of the 320 new Illinois laws on the books starting in 2024, several affect landlords throughout the state. One of the measures taking effect next year, House Bill 1541, 
which will prevent utility company shutoffs when the weather is warmer than 85 degrees rather than when it's 95. Senate Bill 1741 is the Security Deposit Return Act. Meanwhile, that requires landlords to provide tenants with itemized bills. Another going into effect? Electronic payments is the topic, according to Paul Arena with the Illinois Rental Property Owners Association. And what it says is that a landlord cannot require the tenant to pay electronically. Arena says the law will help older tenants, primarily using paper checks or cash. But the reality is uh, some tenants, particularly older tenants, uh, are more are sometimes not tech savvy and don't feel comfortable conducting business online. And another new initiative requires landlords to keep the temperature of all common areas between 67 and 73 degrees. Remember, the Danville Police Department has extra patrols on the streets all the way through January 2nd. Let's make it a safe New Year's Day weekend. From the Vermilion County com News Studios, I'm Steve Brandy. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.